Hey, Arerda, God's love, we day and see day, and God's lage love all and focus free the bete, sweetest, barra kinginga, ver him giverda, bimana giminda. That's all very well from a primitive stance, Atherton, but it's a lot of rot. I don't even know what that is. Comments on the righteousness of a particular king and how he spread glory to God far and wide. No need to make fun, Worsley. I forgot you only translated religious texts. That wasn't religious. La, 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 it was a la, historical la, la, song in tribute to King Edgar. What now? Miss Roberts, I'll have... It in her shift, Worsley. Right you are, Westbrook. Freedom for the next three hours. Well, sit down then. Oh, stop glaring at me, Worsley. I say, that bloke, he seems a bit... Out of place. For one thing, I believe trousers are required in this establishment. We'd better ask where he's from, in case... I'm right with you, Atherton. Pardon me, sir. May I be of assistance? At last, proper respect. Of course, sir. However... If I might humbly suggest we adjourn somewhere quieter? Your request is noted. I accept your wise counsel, noble stranger. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin, Series 2, Episode 5, Celestial Vine. I am called Tafaki, and seek my beloved. In a moment's harsh word, she flew into the heavens, taking my daughter with her. Though I begged her to stay, she would grant me only these words, that I should seek the Aka hanging from above, that is again firmly struck into the earth. I must find my daughter. I cannot live without her and the lovely Hapai. Of course, we'll help you find your family, but I don't know what an Aka is. It is a sort of root or vine, I believe. I don't know about you, but... I haven't exactly seen any vines hanging down from heaven lately. I have. What? what? Well... What's she pointing at? By Jove! The Arca! Who was that hideous old woman? I may be blind, but I'm not deaf, you know. Ow! Westbrook! You're as bad as Colchester sometimes. What is that? You're cooking, man. I am Mata Karepo, and I am attempting to boil taro roots. Ten are required, but it is difficult to count when one cannot see them. Allow me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight. Nine. I could have sworn there were ten. Where'd it go? Do we care? Tohaki, I saw you take one. Return it straight away. You have the eyes of a serpent. Pardon me? I believe that was a compliment in his culture. The highest. Oh. And here is ten. Thank you, kind warriors. Is this the route that leads to the heavens? So it is, young man. But it is dangerous to climb. My family is above. I simply must find them. For your kindness 
and the nature of your quest. I grant it, but be warned. Never touch a tendril which swings loose, for it leads to certain death. Do not look down, for you will become giddy and fall, your body crushed to the ground. I am ready. As are we. What? We promised our assistance. No, we mentioned we were interested in possibly hearing what he might need help with. Not climbing a narrow vine to who knows where and falling to a death. Well, I mean... That's settled. We'll just be off then. Allow me to lead so that I may encounter any dangers first. You honour me with your companionship. Here goes. Sophie, go ahead of me so I can catch you if you fall. That's very chivalrous of you, Westbrook. Thank you. And I'll be after you, Westbrook. Well, you said I could sometimes be rather like Colchester, and I know he wouldn't do a fool thing like this, so I shall. To prove you wrong. That's ten feet, Worsley. <laughs> it's odd. The farther up, the more you progress with each reach. I must be going five feet every time. You hear that, Worsley? Cheer up. Oh. I see what you mean, Atherton. I'm already even with the roof of the new building, I think. Don't look down. Don't look down. This is fantastic. I feel like a bird up here. I just thought. What if the vine vanishes while we're on it? We must have held a tendril rather than the proper vine. Take my hand. Wesley! He's all right. Was blown onto the roof. Keep holding that chimney. You'll be fine. You can climb down from there. Go on without me. I say, what's all that racket? Wesley! What are you doing outside my window? Come inside directly. Thank you, Professor! Good show the prof was there. Keep climbing. The Tenth Heaven. That's it? You were expecting an angelic choir. That I... I mean, it's just a forest. Perhaps. But remember the clouds we climbed through? Oh, they were divine. Or the beautiful shapes to the horizon, with their gentle softness caressing. Yeah, at least someone enjoyed it. I didn't know you could wax so poetical, Miss Roberts. I'm Roberts. Sophie Roberts, girl detective. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well try that path over there. Tawaki has already started down it. Hey, what happened? We've been sent back. 
remember this from last time. I do wish we had more of a warning. I mean, some of the creatures we encounter seem to know when the shift is about to occur. Not all of them. No, but there must be some sort of way to sense it. I rather like the mystery. (laughs) You would. from Maori and New Zealand mythology. Oh, yes, New Zealand. I knew a bloke that sailed there last year on Star of India. Lovely ship, iron, odd in 1863. Of course, she was called Euterpe then. Professor? They rigged her down to a bark 30 years ago in 1901. Pity that. Professor! What is it, Worsley? We were researching Tauhaki, not bark construction. Oh no, she was re-rigged as a bark, not constructed that way. <clears throat> as I was saying, Tawaki was often considered a spirit or demigod who controlled lightning and thunder, most known for his insatiable quest for revenge. But he's with so I mean, Atherton. They could be in danger. Quite. Although I doubt they are, unless they anger him in some way. How difficult would that be? Not very. And we're back. There you are. I had wondered where you were off to. Tauhaki? You look so old now. I thought a disguise would be prudent. A handsome chief may receive honor, but not information. As a humble old man, however. Well, people would not be afraid to talk to you. Again, you show wisdom. Are those canoes they're building? Whoa, fantastic. Can you imagine building boats by hand? Old man, we have work for you. How could you wish to burden one of his advanced years? Very well. Then you take these. That must be twelve axes. He can't carry all those. Then you take some, pretty one. I care not. Oh, I'll, I'll carry them for her. I could at least handle a few axes. And you, old man, carry this wood. Order us about like this. Oh, how hey. dare you! As of this moment, the four of you are our slaves. Not if I have anything to say about it. Um, Westbrook, I do think the multiple spears in our direction might indicate our situation is not without peril. <sighs> If you mistreat Miss Roberts again, however... Do not worry. We would not wish to mar her loveliness. You want marring? Miss Roberts, now is not the time. I will protect you if they grow violent. Until then... This way, slaves. Where is Tauhaki? Lagging, no doubt. I mean, he is in the form of an old man. Behind us. That's impossible. What is it? With two strokes of an axe, he created a completed canoe. 
Now he's picked up the wood and is catching up with us. All I can say is I hope he has a plan. Looks like a village of some sort. What other sort were you thinking of? I don't know, it's just an expression. Silence. We will take them to Lady Hapai. She could use more slaves as she has no husband and a young girl. Did you hear that? It's her. The one Tawaki's looking for. Pretty one. Go in and render service. You. Hey! Take the axes she bears. Then assist the old one with the wood. Uh, anyone about? Here. So, the new slave girl. You do not appear as one ought. Your head is held high and defiant. There's been a misunderstanding. You see, we came with Tauhaki. He is here. I shall find him, banish him. I came to be rid of his presence and return to my celestial home. But why? What can he have done? I mean, Tauhaki must love you to have risked so much in coming here. Many seasons ago, I saw his beauty and kindness as I looked down from above. He saved his mother and many from the scourge of a cruel tribe by trapping them until the sun rose and destroyed their hateful existence. I came down merely to see if all was true. I could not help myself, but loved him. He did not know from whence I came, thinking me simply a lovely woman of the islands. And you had that little girl, the one playing with the flower in the corner? Yes. It is she who caused the rift. But she can't be more than a year old. It is tradition to bathe the child, and Tafiki promised to do so if it were a daughter. Yet, as I watched, he merely held her in disgust, saying how vile she was. <laughs> Newborn babes aren't exactly adorable at first. How could he have rejected her like that? He wasn't. He loves her. Men often make comments without thinking. So do women, but about different matters. In fact, we tend to do it more often sometimes. I gave all the way to earth for him. I gave up everything. My hope, my family, my status. So I left. If he didn't want to spend... <laughs> He has more than made up for a moment's harsh word with the courage and determination in finding you. Why would he do that if he didn't care for you both? I... no. It is why I told him how to come here. Part of you wanted him to. I still love him. Then forgive him. Loving someone is often being able to turn a blind eye to their faults. No one's perfect all the time. You speak as one who knows and has forgiven much. <laughs> Perhaps. Lady Hapai, I found a canoe in the grove. One that had not been there before. It was flawless. I do not understand how it came to be. I do. And I am ready.
Are you sure it's wise changing back? By now they will have informed my beloved. I will not appear to her as an old man. Is that she? Apai! I have come for her daughter. I cannot be parted from your beauty. Tavaki! And this is she. It is. Oh, you have grown, little one. Up we go. Apai, I shall never return to Earth. I will abide in the heavens with you, my love, never to be parted again. You aren't crying, are you, Westbrook? Of course not. Ah, sentimentality. Occasionally, you could do with Sam Afferton. Ha! That bloke was some sort of lightning-throwing... You... you're all right? Yes, Worsley. Although your concern is noted. Miss Roberts? Do I look like I've been struck by lightning? Speaking of which, I'd better be off, or I'll be late at the pub and very well might. Rather enjoyable being on the other end of one of these adventures. Yeah, as long as we aren't enslaved next time. My ribs are still hurting. Maudlin, Series 2, Episode 5, featuring the voice talent of Mark Polita as Percy Atherton. Hear, hear! Oof! Peter Franson as John Westbrook. <laughs> At least we weren't old men, though. Poor Tahaki. David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. I'm relieved I didn't accompany you. Bruce Busby as Lord David Cecil. You really ought to be getting out more, Worsley. David Drage as Maudlin President George Gordon. And what is that vine doing in the middle of the lawn? Get rid of it. Gardner? Yes, sir! Chop that down straight away. I'd better say Stevie K. Farnaby is the gardener now. I suppose you should! Paul Mannering as Tawhaki. Oi! You forgot me! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fiona Thrall as Sophie Roberts. That's the last time you're having a pint on me. But, but, I'll make it up. I will. Honestly. <laughs> Kim Giannopoulos as Mataka Kerepo. Help. I can't see. Where am I? <laughs> Jules Ismail as Maori warrior. You are all my slaves. Tamaris Mannering as Hapa. I set them all free, remember? What? Ah. Written, cast, and directed by Alexa Chipman. Produced and engineered and co-directed by Stevie K. Farnaby. Music by Spare Parts. Visit their website at bfv.com slash spareparts to purchase the entire albums. Remember, brokensea.com is your address for more behind-the-scenes of Maudlin and other audio drama offerings. This is not in any way affiliated with Maudlin College and is for entertainment purposes only. Released in 2009. In the year 1988, 
the crime rate in the United States rises 400%. The once great city of New York becomes the one maximum security prison for the entire country. A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline, across the Harlem River, and down along the Brooklyn shoreline. It completely surrounds Manhattan Island. All bridges and waterways are mined. The United States police force, like an army, is encamped around the island. The prison's name, New York Maximum Security Penitentiary, Manhattan Island. There are no guards inside the prison, only prisoners and the worlds they have made. This is the Broken Sea Audio production of Escape from New York. go in, find the president, and bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Let's get a new president. Trade Center dead ahead. Should be there now. Imagination Lane Audio Productions presents Tom Crean, Sailor on Ice. For more on this audio series, please visit imaginationlane.net. This is an awful place, and terrible enough for us to have labored to it without the reward of priority. The pole, yes, but under very different circumstances from those expected. We have had a horrible day. Add to our disappointment a headwind, with a temperature minus 22 degrees, and companions laboring on with cold hands and feet. Now for the run homeward, and a desperate struggle. I wonder if we can do it. Imagination Lane Audio Productions Enter the mists of history 